Good morning. Good morning. As we have this sunshine coming down on us this morning, known as rain, <laughs> we thank the Lord for his rain. We thank him for refurbishing the earth the way he does. And here we are only a few days before the sacred birth of Jesus. And as we come together in this service, this is the time that we can all participate together as we pray together. I'm gonna ask you to join hands with your neighbor. Oh, Divine Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this service. We thank you for this year. And it is a Merry Christmas because you gave us the greatest gift of all. You loved us so much that you gave us your son. And we will be grateful and we will always be able to celebrate year round that there is a risen savior. He didn't stay in the grave, but you got him up. And he is our savior. And for that, we are just so joyful this morning. We are giving you all the glory and all the honor this morning, Lord Jesus. And as the pastor comes, we ask that the words that he gives us today, that it nourish us and that we leave this place joyful, going to share with someone that the wages of sin is death, but there is a God and he is a saving God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. And all the saints say amen, amen, amen. Are you ready to make a joyful noise this morning? Let us receive our praise team. Come on, stand to your feet as we give him glory this morning. Yes, blessed be the name of the Lord, most high.
so much for me. Add it to my family. Oh, you just, you just been so good to me. I want to thank you, Jesus. I don't take it, I don't take it lightly. Nothing Claude Wilson has done to receive it. And I know there's so many of you, others of you out there. The Lord has blessed you in many ways. Sometimes you, you've been so blessed so many ways you don't even you don't even realize it. 
You look over some of your blessings. Storms are rising all around us every day. Some storms he let pass on by this side. Some storms he let pass by us on that side. Some storms just let go of our head. Some storms he carry us through and we never touch the ground. That's just how good our God is. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this church. We thank you for our pastor. Thank you for all our board members. Thank you for everybody that gets and that, 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 that adds up to Cade Chapel. And that we're a church that's willing to do your word in the community, Lord. We thank you for the have a mind to do so. Have a will to do so. And have the resources to do so. You blessed us immensely, Heavenly Father. And we ask your continued blessing, not only throughout the rest of this year, what remains, but we go into a coming year, Father. Now, Father, let your glory fill this place. Let your people fall with reverence. We exhort you. And let your holy glory fill this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you, Jesus. Come on, let's worship him this morning. I worship and adore. Just want to tell you. all this year. Come on, open your mouth and tell him, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Yes, I came to worship and adore you. your heart this morning. I worship and adore We want you to smile. We want to put a smile on your face this morning because we appreciate you. We love you. You've been kind. You've been merciful. You've been gracious. Say it again. I love you. Talk to him. Worship him. Give him your best praise that's in your heart, that's in your mind. Come on, open your mouth and tell him, I love you, Jesus. Don't be ashamed to call his name. I worship and Just want to tell you that I love you this morning. I love you. I appreciate you. I worship you. 
Amen. I ask that you would join me now in our responsive reading. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Congregation. in darkness have seen a great light those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shined all together to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, for this alone we proclaim joy. Amen. Amen. We ask that you would join us now in our congregational hymn. at 6 p.m. here in the sanctuary. And be sure to make note that next Sunday on December the 29th, we'll have our joint year-end worship service at 10 a.m., no Sunday school. 8 and 11 o'clock, we'll worship together at 10. The photographer's back to take your photo for the yearbook. If you've not already done so this morning, be sure to stop by the Buckley Family Room following the 8 a.m. worship service from 9.45 to 11. And on next week, we have extended hours from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and then one hour following the worship service. 
And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Happy to be in the house of prayer one more time. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. That's right. Let's rejoice and be glad about it. Amen. Amen. I heard somebody say all this sunshine raining down on us. However you name it. Amen. Thank God that he saw fit to let us see a brand new day. Amen. 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 Listen, we are getting ready for Christmas Eve. I know, Christmas, I know you are uh, preparing uh, all your hearts and your homes and, and everything else for family and friends to gather from near and from far. We will be celebrating uh, our Christmas Eve service, Christmas Eve Tuesday at 6 p.m. We want each of you to come out and share in that very special, very special candlelight service uh, that we've prepared, particularly for this time of year for our city of Jackson. We want you to be a part of that celebration, so come out and share with us Christmas Eve Tuesday at 6 p.m. Get in everything done, everything out of the way, so you can get your, amen, amen, so you get your mind settled, your heart settled, your eyes focused on the reason for the season, amen, amen, amen. Listen, I, there's a, there, there, there are a couple of special couples here this morning, this morning, uh, the Alexanders, Alexanders, can y'all, come on, yeah, I want y'all to stand, I want y'all to stand, come on, stand up, Monroe, come on, y'all, amen, don't they look good, amen, now stay right there, stay right there, stay right there, stay standing, stay standing, Brother Thickpen, Brother Thickpen, Sister Thickpen, you wave your hand, I want y'all to stand up, y'all stand up, stand up, you wave your hand, now between these two couples is 105 years of marriage, 55 years for the thick pins, 50 years for the Alexanders. Come on, let's praise God for that. Amen. Amen. Happy anniversary. Amen. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. That's right. That's right. 50 years, 55 years. God is amazing. 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 Amen. 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 Now that, that means if anybody needs any help in your marriage, we ought to be able to solve any and every problem between these two couples, amen, 50 and 55 years, they've seen it all. They've seen it all. Amen. God bless you. Thank God for the longevity of holy matrimony. Amen. And let them be a witness to us that with God, we can make it. Amen. God bless you and God keep you separate. Amen. Good morning. Would all our visitors please stand? Those of you that are visiting with us today, would you please stand? Kincaid Chapel call all of you our own. I tell you what then, we, oh, there we are. There we are. There we are. On behalf of our pastor, would you remain standing please? On behalf of our pastor, Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, and Emeritus Pastor Reverend H.L. Buckley, we're glad that you chose to come and be with us on this day. We thank you for fellowshipping with us on this day. And since you're standing, since you came, we're going to give you a warm K Chapel welcome and fellowship of this at this time. Thank you. Let's show them how we bless them.
This is the Christmas season, and there are a lot of people that are in need of your prayers, your calls, your support, and let us continue to keep all of our bereaved families in your prayers. Sister Terry Harris lost her father, Mr. Lee McWilliams, Sr. The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time. Sister Betty Brown passed last week, and those funeral arrangements are also incomplete at this time. Sister Lutheree White lost her husband, Mr. Roosevelt White. That funeral was held on yesterday here at Kate Chapel. Sister Janice Mitchell lost her husband, Mr. Johnny Mitchell. That funeral was held last week in Canton, Mississippi. We have still in the hospital, Brother Kenny Williams, Sister Aletha Lewis, and recovering at home, we have Sister Loretta Brown Buckley, Sister Joyce Price, Mr. Levi McBride, Mr. A.J. Mack, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blunson, Sister Dorothy Ulrich, Mother Triplett, Reverend Michael Jones, and Mr. Bobby Smith. If you don't pray for anybody else, any time during the year, do so now. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen. The Lord has been good to us. He has allowed us to assemble ourselves here one more time. And God has not, has not just been good to us in providing us health and strength, but he's been good to us in all things. So now we are at the point where it is time to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offerings, which are given for three reasons here at K Chapel. First of all, we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Secondly, we give as a sign of thankfulness for God supplying provisions in our lives. Thirdly and finally, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through mission and ministry here and around the world through Cade Chapel. 
those who are watching by live stream, you can now, you can give as the number will appear at the bottom of the screen. Hear now the word of the Lord. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break through, break in, and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Oh, I've been changed. 
oh Lord, in receiving, bless these gifts in our lives, oh God, which we offer in response to your steadfast love and your son Jesus transformed people's lives. So may the lives of others be transformed through these gifts, through our love and through our witness. In Christ's name we pray, amen. It seems as though somebody lost the key. If you miss it, uh, you can come down front. We'd be happy to return it to you. end of 2020, 2019, and we entered in 2020, we ought to try to do a little bit better. Is that right? Try to be a little bit stronger. Oh, 
somebody bless the name of the Lord in this place. If you can testify you're stronger now than you were before, you're stronger at the end of this year than you were at the beginning of this year. You're stronger as you're closing out than you were than you'd opened up. You're stronger. And listen, the only way you can get stronger, you have to have been through something. I believe that four or five folk who can say, I've been through something. I, I've been through some fire and I've been through some flood. I've been through some sickness. I've been through some heartache. I've been through some turmoil. But I can come out saying, I'm stronger. I'm stronger. I'm stronger now. I'm stronger now. You know, fire will do that to you. If metal is gonna get hard, it has to go through the fire. I have a witness in here. If gold is gonna get pure, it's got to go through the. Uh, I've been through some things, but I can come out of it. And I'm stronger now on this side than I was on the other side. And for those of you who perhaps don't feel like you are strong, I want to invite you. I want to invite you to join me. Join me in figuring this season out. Because if, if, if we're honest, about it though a lot of us can rejoice in it some of us don't feel strong right now uh, a few of us if we're honest 2019 tried us I want to help somebody this morning Lord willing from the book of Psalm, Psalm number 34, verse 18. These words you will find recorded. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. That's enough right there. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. I want to talk from the subject this morning. What do the lonely do? At Christmas. What do the lonely do? do at Christmas I see some of you don't even mind admitting that you ain't been saved all your life and even though you're saved now you still like listening y'all come on and talk to me if you can season's greetings from WJMI you know it's Christmas in Jackson when you hear 
the radio station began to play its Christmas playlist, and without a doubt, one of the songs dominating that playlist is written by a group called, interestingly enough, The Emotions. And The Emotions asked the question one year, what do the lonely do at Christmas? With all of the brightness and cheer that we hear and see during Christmas, this song reminds us that there are yet some sad songs and some sad realities at Christmas. While some may be filled with the Christmas spirit with joy bells ringing in their hearts, others are broken by life. Burdened with bills, stressed with unrealistic expectations, or saddened with the sorrow of having lost a loved one. Listen, breaking news, everybody isn't happy at Christmas. Everybody's not happy and joyful and joyous during this season. Last night, Marino, I was passing through the family room and on television was one of my favorite movies this time of year. Uh, not the movie of Christmas Story. It wasn't Rudolph, it wasn't Frosty. It wasn't even Charlie Brown, but, but it was another animated movie called The Grinch. Ah. See, I got some Grinch lovers in here. The Grinch that stole Christmas. And for those of you who don't remember the story, a quick overview is that there was a town named Whoville. And Whoville lived the Who's, and the Who's celebrated Christmas. They went all out. Lights, trees, wreaths, presents, everything that you would associate with the Christmas season. The Who's in Whoville celebrated it to the 10th degree. But there was a Grinch who lived north of Whoville in a cave all by himself, only had his trusted dog as a companion. Max was his name. The Grinch did not like Whoville. He did not like the Who's of Whoville. And he despised Christmas. So much so that one day he decided the best thing that he could do to combat the fun and festive spirit of Christmas was to mess it all up by stealing the things that the Who's and that we also associate with Christmas. He stole Christmas trees. He, he stole lights. He stole decorations and bells. And he even stole turkeys. Anything that had to do with Christmas and festivities, he put it in his bag and, because he wanted to steal the joy that everybody else had. Take it away from them. And from that power, we tend to label anybody who does not exemplify the spirit or participate in the things that we associate with Christmas, we tend to label them a Grinch. Don't look at your neighbor like that. Don't. How unfair, though, how unfortunate such a labeling is. 
But the reality is that although for many Christians, for many, Christmas can be called the most wonderful time of the year. For others, it is the most difficult time of the year. For some, Christmas is the most depressing time of the year. For some, Christmas can be one of the most emotional times of the year. For some, Christmas can be one of the most disruptive times of the year. And as Christians, we should be sensitive to the fact that while we celebrate the joy and the joy and the birth of Christ and enjoy the fellowship of family and friends, that there are some among us for whom this season is an emotional struggle. There's some among us, Marcus, who don't feel very strong at Christmas. There's some among us who turn inward and close out the world around them just trying to hold their emotional breath long enough to get through without breaking down. There's some among us who close the blinds, draw the curtains, and crawl into bed, curled into fetal position, waiting until things go back to normal because of the pain that has become associated with this season. And listen, that does not make them a Grinch. That makes them people in need of grace. The grace of those who will show empathy. The grace of those who will not pressure them to smile when they feel like crying. The grace of those who will listen when they want to talk and be quiet when they want to cry. The grace of those who are interested in what the lonely do at Christmas. When people are lonely at Christmas attempting to cope with the pain and the hurt, some will drink alcohol trying to drown the sorrow or numb the pain. Some will overindulge in risky behaviors in order to hide the hurt. And some will even overdose so that they can escape the mental anguish, the emotional turmoil of these few months which can feel to them like an eternity. See, at Christmas, when we are made to believe that all is right with the world, Reality is that for many, Thanksgiving through New Year's Day are some of the most difficult and depressive days on the calendar year. In fact, according to a study conducted by the National Association for Mental Illness, 64% of people with mental illness report that the holidays make their conditions worse. Then there's seasonal affective disorder, which can cause some to feel lonely, anxious, desperate, hopeless, or without purpose just during the winter months alone, just because it gets darker earlier, just because the sky is more gray than it is blue, just because the season has changed, so then does their disposition. And then for those who have lost loved ones during this season, experiencing this time that is so family focused without the presence of that family member can particularly be painful and lonely. Any number of reasons why some people are less merry and more melancholy at Christmas. But in this text, there's some good news. For those who are depressed and disappointed, this text is good news. For those who are burdened and broken, this text is good news. For those who are hurt and hopeless, this text is good news. For those who are sad and sullen, this text is good news. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. That means that at this time of year, when the lonely feel their loneliest, this text reminds us that you are not alone. 
You are not going through what you face by yourself. God is with you. That's the Christmas message all by itself. Emmanuel, God with us. God is not leaving you by yourself as you face this lonely time of year. To you who are listening right now, either in this sanctuary or across the live stream, to you who may feel forgotten, to you who may feel forsaken, to you who may feel as if you are facing a, a day too dark, you are living through a night that's too long, you are lifting a burden that is too heavy, or you are suffering a sorrow that is too great, I want to remind you this season that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to those who feel like life is unfair. He is close to you who face this Christmas without that special person in your life. He is close to you who can't seem to get on and go on with life. He is close to you who feel like covering yourself under the blankets and sleeping through it all. He is close to you who can't seem to be excited about this season. He is close to you. He's close to you who have been punched by life with a body blow that sent you to your knees. He's close to you. He's close to you who have cried more than you have sang. You who have more hurts than you have hopes. You who have more doubts than you have decorations and more grief than you have gifts. He is close to you. So this morning, I want to offer two sets of advice. Don't worry, I ain't going to preach no longer than I normally preach. Two sets of advice. The first set is for you who know the lonely. You who know the lonely. The, the, the ones that their faces came to mind as I was describing what the lonely do at Christmas. You who know them. You Know someone who suffers during this season. You know someone for whom this season causes their hearts to hurt. You who know someone who seems to struggle to get through this time of year. The first set is for you who know the lonely. The second set is for you who are the lonely. For you for whom this is your reality. You who identify more with Christmas blues than with Christmas bells. You who secretly cry more than you openly laugh. You who can't wait for it all to be over so that you don't have to deal with all these emotions. So if you're part of the first group who know the lonely, if you're one of the ones for whom you can claim that all is calm and all is bright during Christmas. If you're one of the ones who can sing it's the most wonderful time of the year, if you're one of the ones who enjoy bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, then after thanking God that that is your reality, I want to ask you to help somebody who does not experience Christmas the way you do by giving them three gifts. Gift number one, here's what you can give them. Number one, the gift of non-judgmental space. The gift of non-judgmental space. This is the gift that you give people who are not where you are. By not trying to make them feel how you feel. This is the gift that you give to people, watch this, who have gone through something you ain't been through. 
Watch this. Or maybe they've gone through something that you've gone through, but they didn't go through it like you went through it. Mm. In other words, you become for them someone with whom they don't have to pretend. In your presence, they don't have to smile and laugh when they are torn on the inside because that can be draining. It be can become unhealthy. But you can be the one who creates a safe space where the lonely can cry when they want to cry without being judged for crying. When they can question life how they want to question it without being charged for as being faithless Christians. When they can act hurt because they are hurt without the pressure of putting on like everything is good. You who know the lonely can become their planet fitness. Some of you don't get that, so let me explain what that means. Planet Fitness is called a no-judgment zone. On all the walls, no-judgment zone. We don't judge people. However you come, the fact that you came, you, you, you can bench press 250 pounds, great. You can't pick up five pounds, great. You are here. No judgment. And we can create for people who are lonely, depressed, sullen at Christmas, a no judgment space where it doesn't matter how you feel when you're around me. If it's a good day, I can roll with you. If it's a bad day, I can roll with you. If you feel like going to the party, cool. If you'd rather stay at home, fine. Let's pop some popcorn, watch a Hallmark movie and call it a night because I'm not going to judge you for how you feel because somewhere I read Jesus say, judge not lest ye be judged. It's in my Bible. It's in your Bible too if you hadn't torn it out. In other words, don't hold people to how you feel when you haven't been through what they've been through. Don't expect people to act how you act when you haven't experienced what they've experienced. Don't hold people to your standards of behavior when you don't carry their cross or suffer the burden that they suffer. That's gift number one. Gift number two, you can give the lonely at Christmas. You can give the lonely at Christmas the gift of intentional attention. The gift of intentional attention. Intentional attention is the gift of thoughtful fellowship. Planned company. Scheduled activity. That helps to keep people engaged who might otherwise disappear in the shadows until you think to call them again. Intentional attention. Why? Because you already know this is a rough time for them. And so you are intentionally attentive to their needs. Intentional attention provides the lonely with something to do that is specifically engaging that will minister strength to their spirits, that will encourage and build up, and that reminds the lonely that the Lord still uses angels to watch over and care for us. Hear me, you are no more angelic than when you care for and tend to the needs of others. When you show up and they didn't even know you was coming. 
but you were very intentional about your presence being made known. A knock on the door and that knock led by the Holy Spirit led you to that place and you you did not grieve the Holy Spirit but you were obedient to the Holy Spirit and little did you know what you disrupted by your knock on the door. Just stop by to see about you. That text, that phone call that disrupted a cycle of behavior that, that they were going to spiral out of control until an angel stopped by. Intentional on your part, providential on theirs. That God saw about me. Number three, third gift you can give the lonely. Number three is the gift of repackaging Christmas. The gift of repackaging Christmas. We, we've made Christmas, yes, about getting something new, something shiny, something that has never been used before, something that works perfectly and comes with a guarantee. The fact, though, is that Christmas was birthed out of pain. It comes to us in a situation of suffering and sin, destruction, discouragement, and even death. The Prince of Peace is born because there's something wrong with the world. The Prince of Peace comes because there is chaos and violence in the world. The wonderful counselor was given to us because there's something wrong with the world. There's hopelessness and hurt. There's problems and pain. There are burdens that we carry, brokenness that we endure. And so he gives to us a wonderful counselor. Which means that we don't have to be perfectly whole and healed at Christmas. But we can let our wonderful counselor heal our brokenness. We can let our Prince of Peace calm our fears. We can experience the miracle and the meaning of Christmas by acknowledging our need, our need of being renewed and refueled and refilled and even reformed, which is why Jesus came. Remember he said, it's not the well who are in need of a physician, but the sick. Jesus' birth is an answer to our sickness and to our hurts. And I can be honest about my need for help at Christmas, I can say in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. And that's why I can feel stronger than I've ever been. Because I can admit that I'm broken, that I'm hurt, that I'm desperate. And in my desperation, he then makes me strong. What I really need and what people who are really lonely need is someone, some Christians who are thoughtful enough and mature enough to remind them that they don't have to be put together perfectly at Christmas. That they don't have to be their best at Christmas. But like clay that has been spun on the wheel of life. Oh, yeah. 
They can depend on the potter to put them back together again. Now that's what you can give to the lonely. But let me talk to you who are the lonely. You who suffer, you who feel the weight of this season as emotionally taxing and mentally draining. Three things I want to suggest to you to successfully help you navigate this season and come out of it healthy, helpful, and whole. Stronger than you've ever been. Number one, you who are the lonely at Christmas, you've got to first of all know that seasons change. Seasons change. Y'all help me preach this. Tell your neighbor, seasons change. Seasons change. Seasons, just, just as the Christmas season has come, hang on a few weeks. It will leave. Which means that what you feel right now, the anxiety, the pressure, the hopelessness, the darkness, you won't feel like this forever. It's a season. And in a few weeks, this feeling will start to change. This heaviness will start to lift. The psalmist says it like this. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes. And weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Your job is to hold on till the morning comes. Wait until the morning comes and believe that the morning will come. Watch this though. Watch it. Watch it. How wonderful it is, Reverend Harrington, that the psalmist does not tell us to turn away or retreat from the emotion or the experience of weeping. He does not tell us to deny the fact that at some point you will weep. How wonderful it is to have a faith that does not look down upon weeping. How freeing it is to have a Bible that does not make weeping a faithless expression. Weeping and crying is not condemned by God nor by his holy word as weak or inappropriate. In fact, the gospel writer has us to know in John 11 that even Jesus wept. And the reason Jesus wept was because according to Solomon in Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, to everything, there's a season. A time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. Here it is, a time to weep and a time to laugh. Time to mourn and a time to dance. My brothers and my sisters, there's a time for you to cry. There's a time for you to weep. 
there's a time for you to feel sad. There's nothing faithless or wrong about you feeling and admitting to the experience and the emotion. It may endure for a night. Oh, but joy is coming in the morning. I like, I like, I like the fact that seasons change. And I like the fact that I know who is the season changer. The one who changes seasons. The one who holds time and eternity in his hands. The one, the one who governs and rules and super rules earth and heaven. He is the season changer. And I heard Isaiah describe him like this in Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of righteousness all he's saying is seasons change and God will make the exchange for you oh somebody's lived long enough to know that he'll make the exchange he'll give you joy for mourning he'll give you dancing for sadness He'll put a smile on your face where you've been frowned up all week long. He'll put joy in your heart where the devil tried to steal it. He'll, he'll give you something new for something old, something good for something bad, something strong for something weak. He's an exchanger. Because seasons change. You who are lonely, second thing, you've got to do. You've got to wait for the change. You've got to wait for the change. That's what Job declares and determines at what must have been the most desperate and crushing time of his life. All that he had gone through, the losing of his children, the loss of his livelihood, his wealth, even his reputation was up for grabs. And in that desperate time when it looked like there was no use to continue life itself, Job says, all the days of my appointed life, I will wait until my child. He says, I, 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 I know that my days, watch this, have been appointed. God knows what I'm going through. He's appointed the hour, the, the second, the day, the year, the month, the, the week that I will leave from this place and be gone into eternity, which means that I don't have any business interfering with God's timing. I don't have any business messing with what God has already determined. That's outside of my purview. Don't you make a permanent decision on a temporary situation. All the days of my appointed time, I will wait 
until my change comes. Tell your neighbor to wait. Wait for your change. Don't, don't, don't get in too big of a hurry. Wait. Don't, don't, don't get ahead of God. Wait. Don't, don't get anxious and try to figure it out yourself. Wait. Don't try to solve this by yourself. Wait. Wait and that depression will lift. Wait and that burden will become lighter. Wait, that sorrow will shift. Wait, that weariness will become new. Wait for those that wait upon the Lord. He shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. Last thing. You who are the lonely. You who are the lonely. Third thing you've got to do. Stand on the promises. Stand on the promise. Listen, hear me. Come, come here, listen to me. You who are lonely, tune in real, real good. Listen to me. You who are lonely, you who suffer, you who are depressed, you for whom this Christmas is particularly hard. Listen to me. Stand on the promises. Hear me. Listen. God knew that in this life we were going to at some point feel lonely. Let me get even more personal. God knew that this Christmas you were going to feel the way you feel. I'm talking to the lonely folk right now. God knew that everything that had happened to you this year was going to come crushing in right around this week. He knew when you started putting up the tree that even though you lit the tree, it wasn't no light in your heart. He knew. He knew even though you fill your house with all of the scents and the sounds of Christmas that the sensation and the spirit itself was nowhere in your subconsciousness. He knew. And because he knew, he said, I'm going to give you what's going to get you through this. My promises. And you've got to stand on his promises. I'm going to give you his promises and I'm through. You ready? It's in his word. Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Because of what them? The them, the things that you're going through. Don't be afraid or terrified because of the stuff that's coming against you. Don't be afraid or terrified because of the situations that developed in 2019. Don't be afraid or terrified because it's come against you. Why? For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Somebody say stand on the promises. Isaiah 41 and 10, Isaiah 41 and 10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Somebody say, stand on the promises. 
stand on the promises Psalm 23 and 4 even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me somebody say stand on the promises stand on the promises Philippians 4 and 6 do not be anxious for anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus stand on the promises Psalm 27 and 10 though my father and mother forsake me the Lord shall receive me stand on the promises 1st Peter 5 and 7 cast all of your anxiety on him for he cares for you stand on the promises Psalm 68 5 a father to the fatherless a defender of the widows is God in his holy dwelling God sets the lonely in families he leads out the prisoners with singing stand on the promises Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Stand on the promises. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Stand on the promises. A Christmas tree can't get you through this season stand on the promises a turkey can't take you through this grief but stand on his promises gifts and presents won't make you feel much better but stand on the promises peppermint sticks and stand on the promises of Christ my Savior Stand on the promise. You who are lonely, you who feel alone, you who feel forsaken, I need you to know this morning God has not left you. He has not forgotten about you. And watch this. You're going to get through this. You're going to get through this. Keep your hand in the master's hand and just keep holding to God's unchanging hand. The doors of the church are open. You can come by letter, by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you this morning make him your Lord make him your Savior if you don't have a church home I invite you this morning let us become your brothers and sisters in Christ where we can become one fellowship together the doors of the church are open time is filled with swift transition come now time Lord of earth
by Christian experience. Amen. That means you have been baptized. Yes. You have been a member of the church before. Yes. If this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to study with us? Yes. Are you willing to work with us? I am. Amen. I'm going to ask that you go with Sister Butler, that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. Amen. Others are coming for prayer. And if you know anyone that's not here right now,
that is in need of prayer, I'm going to ask that you say a small prayer for them now. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessing of this season. This time, O oh Lord, that even in a case where we're alone, we're having to face. But Father, through you, O oh Lord, we know that we can stand on your promises. Through you, O oh Lord, we know that we can be comforted. We know, O oh Lord, that we can be healed. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would look down on the families of these that have come. You know the sickness, you know the illness, you know the comfort that's needed, you know all that is going on, O oh Lord. Father, they come because they have faith in you. They know you, O oh Lord. They've seen you work before. And they know all they have to do is call on your name. So right now, Lord, we just want to say thank you for all that you have done, O oh Lord, for all that you are doing. And Father, we like to thank you now for the things you will do. Bless these who have come, O oh Lord. Just wrap your loving arms around and keep them doing this time, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
and for me. And he told them and he tells us to do this so that we never forget not only that Christ went upon the cross, but in this season we celebrate Christ coming to earth to give us a gift that keeps on giving. So on this day, at this time, we ask that you focus your hearts and your mind on God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit at this time. We ask that the deacons come and prepare the table. disappointed time to remember you dear God remembering that you came down from the right hand of God the Father and walked on earth to show us a better way of life dear God we ask that you bless every heart in the building we ask that you bless that you help us to focus on you. And that as we partake of the bread and partake of the wine, that it will change us in order that we become stronger than we've ever been. Dear God, we ask that you hear this prayer that's uttered in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Savior, Savior, will come and serve you.
body which is broken for you. Let us all eat together. And he took the cup and said, this is my blood that was shared for you. Let us all drink together. sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. Let us fellowship. Thank you. 